LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every Monday. Although I think this episode is coming out on a Thursday, it's a bonus episode. Oh, the world's gone crazy. Ah, oh, it is a bonus episode. This is good. You, we... I love a good. I love a good bonus. Do you? I, I always love getting something free. Yeah. Uh, something added. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you don't really, even when you don't need it. I I think you always need something for free. Yeah. Good grace, isn't it? Yeah. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of the One Thing: Making the Most of the End of the Year. Making the most of the end of the year. Um, you make most of every day, Derek. Every day. Just maximise potential at every opportunity. Yeah, that's what people know me for. Um, it ha- it is, it's an interesting one, isn't it, in the year that's been and in understanding where people are at, just emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, and, you know, we're in kind of mid-September People are feeling tired and a number of leaders that I'm talking to as well, not only feeling tired at this part of the year, which is normal for this kind of year, September, October, uh, but with the last 18 months and the pileup of that. And now they're thinking, uh, for some of them on the east coast, at least of Australia, we're going to come back out of lockdown and we've got to wind up to Christmas. What are we going to do? And then we've got to wind up to 2022. That That's challenging, I think. That is challenging to work out how do I find the energy uh, to do those things, and what should be realistic for me before the end of the year? Uh, what should be the focus of me in terms of uh, my relationship with Jesus, uh, in nurturing and leading other people as they consider that, uh, as well as those people in the pandemic outside of our immediate church communities, who this whole pandemic and this lockdown and this moment has thrown up a whole bunch of questions about life and meaning and how it is we think through how to help them explore that. Um, cause you know, we, we do want to do that. Um, so yeah, it's been a challenging year. And so this question, this, uh, episode really is thinking through, uh, hearing a little bit from Andrew Hooters, he's articulated some of these priorities himself and helping us reflect on what would it look like for us to, to identify and think through the priorities and the focus for us in a realistic way, in a realistic way. This is a clip. What we've been doing recently is we've been drawing together planters, uh, church leaders who are in the development program with Reach Australia, uh, just gathering together, meeting up to pray, talk about our challenges. Um, you know, share what you know we've seen God doing. You know, I ask the question, what are you, what are you nailing at the moment? A lot of guys are like, I'm not laying, not nailing anything at the moment. Mm. Uh, but actually, it forced them to go. Okay, no, there actually are a couple of things that we're actually seeing uh, God do in our churches, and uh, and so that's the context of this um, a fireside chat. You know, via Zoom with a whole bunch of leaders. Um, and we asked Andrew the question, you know, what are you sort of prioritizing, focusing on over the next little while? The outcomes we want to achieve by the end of the year, these were said about five weeks ago, um, and we need, to, we need to now change them given the vaccine passport issue, which I'll come to in a second. But the first one was leave no one behind. The second one was maturity steps for everybody. Third one was healthy staff team at the end of the year. Fourth is um, 
uh, a, a prepared for mission come summer. And the fifth is box two of COVID. So I'll, I'll go through. I'll go through those again. So leave no one behind is fairly obvious. We've got a very strong and, and it flavors everything because we've done the whole team thing with this. So um, in our, as our senior leadership come together, we work out what are the big things we need to achieve as a whole organization, organism of church life. And one of the, the first big thing we hit was we don't want to lose anyone to the faith through this period. And, um, and that stands as a big banner for us, leave no one behind. And that gets pushed out to all the departments, if you like. Uh, all the ministry heads then need to work out how can their area of church life facilitate achieving that outcome. And that gets fed back in and we, we come up with half a dozen strategic priorities to facilitate that. Maturity steps forward. Um, like Greg's offering there, the, the, the hold, and, uh, hold and push, was it hold and move? Um, we want to... Um, we, we want to disciple people, we want to grow people as well as not lose anyone. So there's a, a desire to see people make maturity steps. And we've called it maturity steps rather than any other kind of language to allow people the reality that they may not feel triumphant during this time, but they can make some steps. Um, and so we've got a whole raft of strategic priorities around that. Healthy team, yeah, for mine, uh, a big success for me is that at the end of this year, all our staff are still passionate for the cause of the gospel, passionate to work together, ready for 2022. So that for me is a massive goal. Three, uh, the fourth one was um, prepared, prepared for, for summer mission. So we're working towards that. The last one is box two of COVID. Box one of COVID is urgent, important. Box two is un non-urgent important so we're getting everyone to work on those tasks that they put on the back burner because they were crowded out so finish this year with everyone having done those important things they hadn't been able to get to to try and get to them now you can see how that flavors the whole of church life so if, uh, some people have mentioned to me having heard now what we're what's behind the scenes they've seen offered that yeah when you look at our stream you can actually see those you can see that reflected in the content uh, and the messaging through our services. Um, we've got all kinds of, I'm very encouraged by it. Lots of uh, initiatives are happening around the place to facilitate no one left, maturity steps forward and so on. Been, um, been very good. Little change to that this last two weeks. I think I mentioned a little earlier, I want to now add a goal, which is get to the end of year with our church united. So not just lost, no one lost from the faith, but our church united. So we've begun just this morning to put in place some initiatives to facilitate that. Uh, one of which is a series of town hall meetings that I'm going to chair over the next three to four weeks to bring people in on the conversations around what opening up will look like, what will be the challenges for us, how to engage with each other through this time. Last comment I'll make is that um, I, I, those five things plus that extra one there, those five things are high level outcomes and that's intentional. 
because running a team means that we work together. What do we want? What are the big things we want to achieve? Then because they're sufficiently high, they can be taken down into various team areas and they can work out the hows that will contribute to that where. So rather than kind of specifying from on high, what are the hows, we empower the teams to actually work it out themselves and get creative. There's all kinds of how things there that we, I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, very good. Okay. All right, Scott, uh, what stands out to you there? Well, I guess his first point there of, of leaving no one behind. I know, you know, one of the comments that was sort of thrown up in this was really, you know, 100%, you actually don't want to lose, you, you want to keep everybody. You know, in some ways, this is a is a goal that's not, you know, not achievable. Mm. But just that desire that actually we as a staff team, we as a leadership team, um, you know, we as a church are going to be doing um, our utmost to see that in this time, people aren't falling away, actually going to be, you know, calling people up, putting in uh, processes and strategies to ensure that people are regularly gathering around the word together and fellowshipping and uh, having the opportunity to to love one another in the midst of um, what is a you know what is a difficult time for you know partic- I think particularly families and and particularly those who are feeling isolated uh, as well. Well, can I push into that one then? Sorry, just let me be a little bit difficult in this. Let me advocate for people who are hearing that thinking because no one wants to leave anyone behind who's leaving. Um, how do you how do you navigate that in a, in a realistic way? Then how do you set plans and how do you within yourself as well? manage that tension of realizing uh, I can set this goal of leaving no one behind. I won't actually achieve it. So how do I hold that intention? Yeah, I, I, I think it is, I think you need to keep holding an intention, you know, when, when someone does, you know, fall away uh, uh, or someone does leave your church. Uh, Cause again, what, you know, what's thrown up every time we kind of go into lockdown is that it's so easy for people to, Stop getting that rhythm of meeting together. It's so easy for people to go and you know just look on. I'm just going to look on another on another live stream and see what they're doing in their church. Um, and it's so easy for them just sort of to make the you know make the steps to move away. I, I think you've got to you've got to manage that tension all the time. The reality is in church life, there's there's always people moving. There's always people leaving. You're always um, you know saying goodbyes. Um, but it, uh, but I but I think as you know, I think a, a goal for for most church leaders in this time is. That we want to, you know, work particularly, um, you know, particularly hard to uh, to see people uh, stay, you know, stay in church life and and stay stay, you know, in God's family. Yep. Okay. Nice. All right. What else struck you? Yeah, I think as well. Uh, what I've been encouraged about is is as well. One other thing is the uh, the the healthy staff team. Um, what can you be doing as a leader to? I guess encouraging health, encouraging spiritual health, encouraging you know emotional and physical health. Mm. Uh, how can you be leading that? How, how can you be doing that as well? So, so just recognizing that that's that's really important. When we get to the end of this, it's not going to be forever. We actually want to have a healthy staff team. We actually want to be you know working well together because you know this is you know this is one of the joys of uh, you know ministry. We actually get to do it with the body. We get to do it in teams. And I think in that as well. There's a compromise to be made. It may be that in order to get through with a healthy staff team, you need to adjust the expectations for the out, output. And so lower the expectations for output there possibly, uh, lower expectations for what you might achieve in order to have a much longer-term view of uh, health for your team and for the ministry that you, you're uh, overseeing. Yep, that's good. All right, what else? 
Yeah, and so I guess, I guess just sort of riffing off that and moving on to that, I think that was the sort of, you know, work on your box too. So if you haven't read, you know, Covey's, Covey's book, um, you should read it. But box two is the non-urgent important things, you know, the things that you kind of put off. Who's who's Covey and what book are you referencing? Uh, Stephen, Stephen Covey's book, um, The Habits of Effective People, The Seven Highly the seven habits of a highly effective person. Sorry, <laughs> that book. That book. Uh, but right. he 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 has a priority ma- he has a priority matrix in that, and so just taking this time to work on those non urgent important things. Uh, I, again, I always find this. I always find this. I was like, ah, oh, I've always got to kind of hit my head, hit my head, hand on my head, and go, ah, oh, why do I always forget about that? But I'm I'm always caught up. Often, you know, my sort of natural personality is is just getting caught up in the in the urgent. Mm. Um, I'm very reactive, and I've got to kind of. Uh, you know, push against that all, you know, all the time. It is a, you know, I say that is a tricky one as well, like hugely important, but very tricky because so often in that box, it's creative brainstorming um, longer term projects. And I find brainstorming in creative work online um, with teams very, very hard. Uh, so yeah, ways in, in order to nurture and encourage that, um, there are ways to do it, um, but yeah, it's just it, it is a challenging one to push into, but it takes some deliberateness to get it right. Mm. Yeah, I guess the the hardest one of them was the sort of being positioned for you know for mission for summer because for some you know like I'm I'm thinking particularly churches in Melbourne, just the they've got up off their mat a couple of times, um, you know mm. they've been locked down for so so many weeks, you know just. You know, just getting to the end of the year just seems like that's enough. Um, but yeah. actually, as a leader, starting to think through, okay, what are the what are a couple of things that we can just be doing just to prepare people for um, for next year? You know, we we are going to open up, and God willing, we'll get to eighty percent vaccination rates, and uh, we will be able to meet together again. You know, so what do we need to be doing now so that when we do come back, we can actually uh, you know make the most mm-hmm. make the most of the opportunities coming out of lockdown. Excellent. All right. Well, what's the one thing you want to say about making the most of the end of 2021? Take small steps. Identify the two to three things that you need to be doing in this next little period to get ready for post-lockdown. All right. Thank you very much. Well, listen, we in the toolbox. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link to uh, that book that Scott mentioned before uh, with the right title, uh, the right title and a link to, uh, to Kobe's Priority Matrix there. Um, we'll also the seven put, habits of highly effective. That's people. the one. <laughs> seven habits of highly effective. Sharpen your sword. Sharpen, sharpen your sword. I think it's sharpen your axe. <laughs> but if you want to sharpen your sword as well, that'll come in very handy. Um, excellent. So we'll, we'll put a link to that as well. Um, well. We'll put a link to a few other things just to help you uh, think through priorities. You know what's reasonable, what's manageable uh, coming out, and what's uh, what might help you think strategically uh, around that as well we'll put some links into how to how to think creatively online with some of your teens if, if you're still in lockdown and working towards that and a good opportunity for me just to talk about the reach australia development program uh, we'll have three new cohorts kicking off in the new year uh, a regional cohort a cohort for churches under 200 and a cohort for churches over 200 um, that was one of the sessions that we've just been doing with cohort participants through this lockdown p- period and again, what was just brought home to me again, uh, just in the number of conversations that we've been having was the great opportunity is to actually learn with others. 
um, you know, so much of what you do in ministry, I think, is is alone and uh, and you know by yourself. Uh, and so, what was brought home to me again was just the the opportunity to have peer cohorts of uh, learning, encouraging, praying for each other. And uh, and so, the Reach Australia Development Program. Jump onto the website, and you'll uh, have the opportunity to see what cohorts are kicking off next year. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I'm Derek Hanna, and I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.